What up, what up, what up? Hey, everybody. I hope you're doing well. Hey, I just want to let you know, I know everybody can't always support and donate uh, to the podcast, but hey, if you can do a one-time donation, I put up a buy me a coffee uh, link in this description of the podcast. So if you go to the description of the podcast, it'll be at the bottom, and you can just uh, go to that link and you buy me a cup of coffee, or two if you want. And uh, that would just help support the show, and uh, I can... I can wake up a little bit more and bring you more info so thanks for listening to the podcast if you can donate that would be much appreciated and let's get on to the show another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, home of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO, legend, and paranormal lore. Welcome back, welcome back, happy to be back. Hopefully you guys are doing excellent and taking care of each other. And today, came across a really interesting article uh, that talks about these red-headed, humongous giants that used to terrorize the natives over Native Americans over uh, in the Nevada and Utah area. Now, these red-headed giants were white. Of course, and they're big red-headed beasts. They sound like Vikings, but they're taller than that, much taller. Um, apparently, they stood like 12 to 14 feet tall. Now, this is interesting because we did do a podcast a couple of years ago about that Afghanistan mission where they encountered some red-headed giant, and they, uh, they killed it and had six fingers, and it was in a cave. This story has been passed down by many Native American tribes, and uh, it's it's the same story over and over again. And these r- tall red-headed giants are living in caves, or were living in caves during this time period. So where did I get, th- get this article? I got it from Ancient Origins, and the title is Lachlan Cave, a, t- a Tale of Giants, or a Giant Tale of Fiction. What a great name. That is fantastic. So it's ancientorigins.net. Uh, the writer is Brian Hill. I wrote it last year about January uh, 18th. So, great article. Um, I'm going to give you some information from it. Um, apparently, the tribe that this happened to, that was attacked, and then they they fought back, uh, the Native American tribe was called the Paiutes, or the Paiutes, uh, Utes, the origin for the, for the state, Utah. So, same tribe. Uh, is a, a Native American tribe that's indigenous to uh, Nevada and areas of Utah, and they have an oral tradition, right? These oral traditions are passed down. This is how stories get to the next generation, get to the next generation until they're written down in, in book form, or now that we have the internet, in an internet form. So these stories, these traditions are told uh, and were told to early white settlers of the area about a race of red-haired white giants or barbarians that their ancestors referred to as Sitaka, S-I 
Dash-T-E-Dash-C-A-H. The story was written down, actually, in 1882 by Sarah Winnemucca Hopkins, who is the daughter of a Paiute Indian chief. In her book, Life Among Paiutes, or the Paiutes, uh, and their wrongs and claims. So, very fascinating stuff. This is actually from, written from the daughter of a chief's, of a chief of, of the Paiutes. I mean, it's really, really fascinating when you think about it. So, I love it. I'm, I'm interested in it. So, let's take a look. What else do they have in here? So, they got giants. These giants were described as vicious, unfriendly, cannibalistic, number one. That was like the biggest problem for the Paiutes. With the Paiutes was that these guys are cannibalistic. They're eating them. They're freaking destroying them. They're vicious. They don't care about them. And they're destroying them and eating them. Uh, which doesn't sound all that off from, you know, <laughs> what a lot of the white folks did when they first got here, other than eating them. But they were definitely unfriendly. Um, so in this story, the Paiutes... Uh, speak of a great battle that took place, which led to their extermination at a site known today as the Love Lock Cave. Doesn't seem very loving, but it did become locked in. So, during the early part of the 20th century, archaeologists found thousands of artifacts inside this cave, leading to a lengthy excavation, and uh, they found some interesting stuff. So, what what did the name mean? This sea it literally translates to tool eaters, and tool is a fibrous, watery plant, which according to legend, was woven by giants into rafts in order to escape attacks by the Paiute. They used the rafts to navigate what was remained of Lake Lahontan, an, an ancient lake that once covered most of northern Nevada during the last ice age. So... As this as the story goes, and it continues to get passed on generation to generation, after years of warfare, all the tribes in the area joined together to rid themselves of the Sitaka. One day, as the tribes chased down the last remaining red-haired giants, they took refuge in a cave. The Paiutes demanded that their enemy come out and fight, but the giants refused. Very fascinating, very fascinating here. Here we go. But the giants did not want to fight. They knew they were under attack. They knew they were ready to submit. So, <coughs> as the Paiutes demanded they come out, uh, the local coalition of tribes proceeded to shoot arrows at them while starting a large fire at the mouth of the cave. So these guys couldn't go anywhere. They were stuck in this cave. It's very reminiscent of Starved Rock to me in a lot of ways. Starved Rock is in Illinois, and uh, there's two competing alien, uh, alien, oh my gosh, Indian tribes, Native American tribes, are fighting against each other. And in that case, one got stuck up at the top. They starved them out. That's why they call it Starved Rock. So through this continued barrage of arrows and fire, the smoke drove out a few who, a few who had died in the hail of arrows, uh, while the rest were either burned alive or asphyxiated. Over time, the entrance to the cave would collapse, leaving it inaccessible to humans, and only bats could enter. Very fascinating. They got actually a couple pictures here of these giants and like how how much larger they were. Um, so 
Lovelock Cave, which is now known as Bat Cave, Horseshoe Cave, and Sunset Guano Cave, as well as Indian Cave, is located 20 miles south of modern-day Lovelock, Nevada. It's very old, and it predates humans on the continent, and in prehistoric times, there was uh, Lake Lahontan underneath. Fascinating stuff. So, as time went on, in 1886, a mining engineer from Lovelock named John T. Reed uh, was told of the, the, the legend by local Indians, and he took it upon himself to start an archaeological dig. What they found was a humongous amount of guano, which is bat poop. If y'all have seen Ace Ventura, you'll know that. Uh, and guano is full of what? Nitrogen, just like all poop, right? That's why they use cow manure for growing crops that just works and it also makes gunpowder great main ingredient uh so it was so this gentleman took it upon himself to create a company and start digging it out in 1911 they stripped a layer of guano from the cave that was three to six feet deep holy crap literally they used pick and shovel with little regard for the artifacts and shipped 250 tons to the Hawaiian Fertilizer Company in San Francisco. So this guano must be very valuable because it would take a significant amount of money to ship that much, 25, 250 tons. That's a lot. So <clears throat> later on, th there were a lot of uh, anthropology uh, students, professors that were interested in obtaining the prehistoric artifacts of this cave, and they started at their own archaeological dig in 1912, led by L.L. Loud of the University of California. A second dig took place in 1924, and after finishing the excavations, Loud co uh, collaborated on a report who found nothing short of, who's, you know, he basically found nothing short of amazing. Approximately 10,000 archaeological specimens were uncovered, including tools, bones, baskets, and weapons. Now, the reason that this article is interesting is not just because of the Native American factor, but also because the giants would have left their own pieces of archaeological tools and, and, and signs of, uh, you know, their own civilization there. And where is it? It's all hidden. Where's the bones of the dead giants? They they mask that, right? They cover it up. They can they do their conspiracy theory mumbo jumbo, and they make advantage, or they sell it to the highest buyer of all. You know, all these millionaires got all this money, and they buy it all. Um, so according to the report, sixty average height mummies were unearthed. Now, Native Americans aren't known for mummifying their dead, so why were there sixty mummies? Uh, there was also some duck decoys. They also found uh, a sandal, which is over 15 inches. Over 15 inches. Okay, that's a that's a big man's sandal. Okay, that would that could qualify as a potential giant. A donut-shaped stone with 365 notches carved along the outside, and 52 corresponding notches inside was found, which they believed to be a calendar. 365. That's that's how many days we got in a year, right? So it makes sense. They carbon dated this stuff. They found out that it dated back to 2030 BC, before that's before Christ, right? So way before Jesus, a human fe femur, the biggest leg bone, your thigh bone, 
dating back to 1450 BC and human tissue dating back to 1420. Very fascinating stuff here. They concluded that there was human occupation of the Lovelock Cave, and it started in about 1500 BC. Today's anthropologists call the people who lived in the area the Lovelock culture, with the period lasting about 3,000 years. Many archaeologists believe that the Lovelock culture was replaced by the northern Paiutes. So, what happened to their remains? They state that they found one female that was about 6.5 feet tall, which would have been massive for the time period, and another one, another male that was over 8 feet tall, that would be massive as well. Uh, however, they state that they can no longer find these remains. Very fascinating. Now, Sarah Winnemucca Hopkins' book, Life Among the Paiutes, uh, states that she doesn't mention giants, she does refer to so-called barbarians. So, skeptics claim that there's a chemical, the, uh, chemical staining by the earth after burial was a likely reason why mummified remains have red hair instead of black. So, that's like, you know, these guys coming in saying, okay, that's what we think, think happened, da-da-da-da-da. But then why are there so many red-haired uh, giant stories that were passed along from generation to generation by the Paiutes as well as other natives in the area? It doesn't make sense. Okay, guys, you gotta you gotta use your your critical thinking here. You gotta use your 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 fake news radar, right? And so, one of the Lovelock skeletons uh, was reported to measure eight point five feet. Um, it was later described as being wrapped in gum, G U M, covered fabric similar to Egyptian mummies. Interesting that they used it in Egypt, and then they also. You know, our some culture used it in uh, America, Northern America. There was another specimen that was supposedly 10 feet long as well. So, how do we link this up? Well, there's evidence of these Lovelock giants uh, of handprints showing more than double the size of a normal man's handprint on a boulder inside the cave. That was released by Bigfoot investigators M.K. Davis and Don Monroe back in 2013. Very fascinating, very fascinating. Now, there's also legend of the Euros Indians, U-R-O-S, um, that made boats and lived on islands um, and report that uh, that they had also had these, these stories passed along with them of giants with reddish hair in elongated skulls. Now, is that alien elongated? Kind of like, you know, these the large grays, large whites? Um, or is that just because they were giants? You know, I don't know. But I think it's fascinating. There are some objects that were, dis were recovered and did go to the Smithsonian Museum in Washington, D.C., as well as some basketry that was created. Uh, within the cave, as well as some bones that uh, were donated to the Nevada State Museum. So the site is definitely significant, and there's lots of sites that are out west in these desert areas that are significant. You know, um, Arizona has uh, Sonoma. You know, you, you've got so many different cities that are magical, mystical, and, and probably have a lot of history buried underneath them. So. You know that kind of that kind of wraps up this article, but there's lots of individuals that believe there's more there. There's it's definitely 
uh, designated as one of the most important sites in history for North American archaeology, and Lovelock Cave was officially designated as a historical site in 1984. So, there's something there. There's something there that we know that happened. Whether or not you want to believe in it or not, it's totally up to you, right? you, you got to make up your own mind. But, you know, in these cases, we have to believe and trust in our ancestors that came before us to tell us about these stories because they were there. And so we only have verbal passed down traditions verbal passed down history until a certain point, right? Until the, until the printing press, you know, and, and I mean, yes, we did have, you know, the Bible. We do have some older, um, you know, stories like Beowulf, the first written story, right? So like we do have those, but you know, it, it's not until we can, we really had the printing press that we had a lot mass produced stories that, that could reach, globally you know so fascinating stuff interesting stuff giants i think is cool i think it'd be nice to have some some new stories um but again we did have one back in 2008 with the story where the the military was fighting uh some 15 foot tall red-haired white giant in the afghanistan cave so what do you think giants real or not well it's up to you to decide Anyway, guys, I hope you're having a fantastic evening, taking care of yourself spiritually, physically, and emotionally, following through on your hobbies and your goals and your dreams, and as always, continue to question the universe around you. Thanks for listening, and take care of yourselves. And always, question the universe around you. Till next time, Locked On Universe out.